Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Music, Money, and Life podcast. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by HowToLicenseYourMusic.com. If you're interested in learning how to make money licensing your music into television shows, video games, commercials, advertisements, and more, visit HowToLicenseYourMusic.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Music, Money, and Life podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Matt Farley, and uh, Matt is based out of Denver, Massachusetts. And Matt is an interesting guy. I was online a couple nights ago surfing the internet, and I came across an interview with Matt uh, that he did for NPR, all about Matt's music and what he's up to. And Matt, I thought I'd let you sort of explain your, you know, kind of your, your idea and your inspiration for, for what you're doing. But essentially, if I'm explaining this correctly, Matt has written, I think to date, something like 18,000 songs. Is that right? About 18,000 tracks? Yes, 18,000. Uh, here, let me give you the uh, 18,143 is the current tally. So that's an enormous amount of music. And we'll get into just how you're able to write and produce uh, so many tracks. But it was a really interesting interview with Matt. It was it was kind of inspiring, you know, in the sense that Matt's approach to making and recording and, and making money from music is so different than the, the typical mu- musician in the sense that, you know, there's this sea of musicians out there all trying to record a, a masterful album or, you know, make it big with, with, you know, a great song that becomes a hit or something like that. You know, that, that seems to be sort of the typical approach. Matt's sort of doing the opposite in the sense that he's, I think in the interview, Matt, you said something like if you could make $2 per track, you know, that that's, you're doing pretty good. Is that about what you shoot for? Yeah, um, it's even less than that. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that, that. If I was doing two dollars per track per year, that would be thirty-six grand, which would be remarkable. But um, it's it's more. It's down around twenty-four thousand per year, which is still fantastic. But with eighteen thousand songs, that's you know a buck, buck twenty-five per song. And uh, yeah, I just I love doing it. And what you said about people wanting to create that perfect masterpiece, um, my experience has always been. Um, you you could you could end up spending your entire life tweaking one track. You just got to let it go eventually and uh and move on. And you know, um, oftentimes it's stuff that I'm not even stuff that I felt that I put the least amount of work into that gets the biggest response. So you you never know. So just do it and and then and release it and go. That's my approach. Yeah, no, that, that that's awesome, and we're gonna get into uh, some of the titles of your tracks and and what you write uh, music about. But what what inspired you to take this approach? You know, as opposed to doing an album a year or ten songs a year, how did you come up with the, the idea of of this sort of shotgun a- approach to making music? Uh, you know, my friend Tom Scalzo and I uh, since college had been writing songs together, and our approach um, had always been. Um, more is more. Um, yeah, we, our, just our senior, you know, our senior year of college, we, we, we made five albums that were 90 minutes long each. And, uh, you know, we just, they, they were 90 minutes long because that's how long, how much music you could fit on the cassette tapes we were recording them onto. And, um, and, and that's, you know, that's where we start. We, we developed the, uh, the theory that, um, 
you're not going to necessarily write a masterpiece or just get get on with it. Or sometimes you have to write the so-so song and, and just get through it and finish it. And once you've actually finished it, then you move, you can move on to the next song, which might be super duper good. And yeah. that's just the way it works for me. Cause I find if you don't finish it, it's like, it's like, it creates a roadblock like a, uh, in your, your creative uh, abilities uh, in mine, at least like, just if if I let something go without without just some sort of definitive version of it, then then that'll affect the next thing. So we released uh, 24 albums um, between 04 and 2010, and uh, we think they're all masterpieces. With our band Moe's Haven, it's called. Yeah. Um, but I mean, some of those albums have earned less than thirty dollars in in ten years, which is yeah, which is not good. Right. Um, but we did notice, like, we had a song about a dead goldfish, because uh, we would get silly sometimes. So we, you know, on any given album, there might be some five or six Bob Dylan-style masterpieces, and then a song about a goldfish. And of course, the goldfish song would earn a couple bucks because it had a we- unusual word in the title. And so when the band kind of started winding down, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna see what happens if I just write a whole bunch of songs with unusual words in the title. And uh, you know, now it's like. Uh, <laughs> eight eight years later, I'm I'm still doing it, and it's working just well enough that I can continue to do it. Cool. And w- w- you know what I'd like to do, do is because I want to give my listeners an idea of the kind of music you you write, and I, I want to play one of one of your tracks or like an excerpt of your track so people can kind of have a reference point for for what you do. But some of your titles, you write songs like "I'll Make a Poster." I'm just on your website. Plow yeah. guy hit my garage. That's a true story. Yeah. Poop into a, a, a wormhole, which is one of my personal favorites. I haven't <laughs> heard close to your entire catalog, but but I really like that one. Um, the paranormal song warrior TV a- advertisement. Is it fair to say, Matt, that most of your songs are kind of silly? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely silly. And um, you know, I um, I'm shameless. I'm completely shameless about it um for sure and it's just like but but uh you know you'll be i i like to think you'll be surprised by the level of uh artistry that that still can go into a song like poop into a wormhole yeah no that's that's a that's a great one but let's 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 do this matt i want to let's play a little bit of that track because like i said that's one of my favorites to give my listeners an idea of what you're doing musically. And then when we come back, I want to talk about, I want to just break down the, the math involved in how you're able to, to be so prolific. But let, let's play a little bit of poop into a wormhole. Okay, and we're and we're back. So, like you said, you're up to 
over 18,000, 18,143 tracks, I think you said. Yeah. How, how are you able to, to do this? How, how many tracks are you cranking out? Like, what's a typical day like for you? Uh, well, there's all different, um, very, like, I, I have one, I, I use different names. So, Poop Into the Wormhole is by the Toilet Bowl Cleaners. Um, yeah. And all, all my poop theme songs are by them. But it's just me. So, I have 70 different, um, names that I use, which in retrospect is probably a bad idea because people who might like one of my songs have no idea that there's so many others out there to listen to. Right. You can't go back now. If anyone's trying to do what I'm doing, just pick one name and run with it. Um, Good. And Good. Uh, so, so if I'm doing a celebrity song about um, uh, I'm paparazzi and the photogs, I only sing about famous people, and it's just piano and vocals, and basically... I just open up the Wikipedia page of of a celebrity and then hit record, bang out a few chords while singing details like, you know, Bruce Willis, you were in Die Hard and you did a good job in it. It's really silly and ridiculous. If I'm doing that, you know, 30 30 songs in a day is not unusual uh, at all um, for that. Uh, I mean, for Poop Into into a Wormhole, that took me about two hours to record that song because there's, you know, there's multi tracks going on and backing vocals and, and the lyrics rhyme. <laughs> um, and then lastly, um, I don't even do this much anymore, but I, I did. Um, I did. Ha- I wrote. I wrote an original Happy Birthday song and I sang it for um, seventeen hundred different com- different names. I just looked up the list of the most popular names. And I just would sing the song um, seventeen hundred times. And for that, the the most I ever did was a hundred and twenty in a day, and it was. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, I mean, it's the same music each time, but it's just a, a matter of hitting record, you know, get, opening up a new file, hitting record, and then redoing the vocals to yeah. a new name. And this, I, you, I say the name so many times within the song that there, it wouldn't make sense just to punch in the name, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or you'd notice the edit. So I'd, I'd sing the full song start to finish 100 times in a day. Wow. But I'm... And then just as a side note, what's funny to me, so that's the the Family Party Song Singers is the name of the band that does the birthday song. Yeah. But then I thought it would be fun to start a rival birthday band. So then I did another thousand birthday songs with a different melody by the best birthday song band ever. So um, I have two different bands that are just me that are fighting each other for the birthday market. And they're both you, so you, yeah. you're you're in you're in competition with yourself. It's like if the same if the same millionaire owned Target and Walmart, you know. Either way, he's he's winning. Either way, you win. I like that. At, I like your <laughs> attitude. Um, so I can imagine, Matt, that you have some songs that probably make a lot more money than other songs. What is your what is like your best selling song? Do you have one or two songs that are far ahead? Of the pack, yeah, the poop song by the toilet bowl cleaners. Okay, see, so yeah, it's that... got it's got over two hundred fifty thousand uh, streams on Spotify, which is wow. far and away my biggest hit there. So I'm not alone in appreciating that song. Yeah, well, you know, just something happens to a person when they turn twelve that they just suddenly have this desire to search for the word poop um, on Spotify, and when they do, that's they find me. <laughs> Wow, so you've got the poop niche uh, covered. And just in case people don't like the toilet bowl cleaners, I started a, a rival poop 
musician called the odd man who sings about poop puke and pee and he has um two or three poop albums so he's in competition with the toilet bowl cleaners i think you may have crossed the line with with (laughs) with vomit i'm not sure but that's just that that would be my personal line let me ask you a serious question though how did you because like one thing i noticed about you matt is that you have quite a bit of press you know like I, i googled you which I do for all my podcast guests before I invite them on. Mm-hmm. And you you have articles on Business Insider, quite a few blogs and podcasts. Did you – was this sort of a deliberate thing? Did you know that this would sort of attract attention from the media or has, has this just sort of developed organically over the last few years? I, I hoped it would. I thought it would. Um, yeah. But I, I found that um – uh, unfortunately, like if you email a journalist and say, hi, I'm great and you should report about me, um, the journalist ignores you, you know, yeah. so, and and if you're if you're rich or if you're signed by a big company, then you can hire a publicist to do that. And then the journalist will pay attention, which is really silly um, that, you know, if you if you, you in fact, I've heard of people pretending to be their own publicists and getting press that way they just open up a new email and say hi i represent such and such a band you sure. should write about them and that actually works it's this weird like uh seduction where you have to you have to like seduce and trick the journalist into being interested in you yeah um, and so so but it's it the only way it's worked has been organically just people discovering me and being interested I, and I guess you just got to be lucky, and I've just increased my odds of being lucky by releasing so many songs. Got you. And you, um, you have a day job as well, right? Like this is not your full time thing, or no? Yeah. Okay. And think, think of all the songs I could have otherwise. My goodness. Yeah. Um, three. You- uh, I, yeah, I work thirty eight hours a week uh, at a group home for teenagers, and uh, and I have a one year old son that I, I take care of. Uh, several days of the week also so you know there's is there only a currently there's a small window of time where i can churn out the music so it's coming out at a a, a slower rate but it's still be- better than most i would say yeah and you're uh you're a family man you're you're married right yeah i got a wife another baby coming in june and um and i'm still you know uh the this is the i don't know about you but i just my favorite thing to do is just to be making music and so if i can find any any way that that the music makes me enough money that i can keep making it that's basically just uh that's the goal i just love doing it and so you know the music uh continues to bring in about two thousand a month from all the online stuff and lately Uh, i've been great i've been doing custom songs too where people will email me information about um you know if they want a song for their wife for their anniversary i'll do a song about them and I'm charging 35 bucks a pop for that. That was big during Valentine's Day recently. Yeah, I saw that on your website. That seems really low to me. Maybe you yeah, should Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe you should increase that. Well, um I like I don't want I don't want to have to deal with unhappy customers. And so, um if they don't happen to like the song, I'm guessing that they're going to say, "Well, it was it was only 35 bucks." Yeah. You know? So but I mean, I can I can get that I can done each song is done in less than an hour, so thirty five dollars an hour is a reasonable rate to me. I think I think most uh, well big time musicians are ridiculously overpaid. It's it's silly. So your is your wife pretty supportive of of what you're doing? 
Yeah, totally. You know, I just have to quell my um, desire to talk about it constantly. Yeah. Uh, you know, I started a podcast just um, to let it out. So because basically, I would usually just come upstairs and just ramble, rant to her for an hour. But now I can rant into a microphone, and a few people will listen to it. And it's a good way to just let it out. Because I don't know about you, it's just like I'm, it's all I think about. It's ridiculous. Um. <clears throat> Do you, because I know, Matt, that you also do, I think you have like a more serious side to your music as well. Is is that right? Or do you pretty much just do kind of the novelty, uh, fun stuff? No, I think, um, well, no, there's definitely serious stuff. The band, I said, Moe's Haven, um, we we have lots of songs that I think um, are fantastic and, and, and well-written, um, but... Um, and, and the novelty stuff, I think a song can be funny and great. You know, I don't know why we uh, differentiate. I think some of the best movies ever made are comedies. Uh, I do understand that novelty songs can be annoying, and I'm sure I've crossed that line many times. But I think I also write plenty that are just uh, interesting and compelling and weird. And just yeah. weird, you know? I mean, uh, it, it's not some of them aren't even so much funny. It's just like, just weird, like... You know, I have an entire album about office supplies, 90, 91 songs yeah. about office supplies. And I think that uh, it's just it's it's just weird. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I, th I, I think what you're doing is really creative and compelling. Um, but I was just wondering if you feel like is there a risk in that you're kind of becoming known for these silly songs? In other, other words, does it kind of distract from your more serious uh, art or are, are you not worried about that? Uh, well, I mean, y y the other option is make serious art that no one listens to. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so if anything, the novelty songs have directed people to some of the more, uh, you know, the less superficial songs I've done. So yeah. it's, it's, it's almost like, uh, yeah, it's a commercial for the rest of the stuff I do. And, uh, you know, there's one guy who, I don't even know him, but on Twitter he has posted each time he listens to one of my albums, and he's he's gotten through every one of them. He's listened to all eighteen thousand songs, so yeah. uh, it worked on that guy. He he, <laughs> he learned about me from the poop songs, and he he went through absolutely everything I've ever done. So God bless him. Nice. So let's talk a little bit, Matt, about how you're where you're actually generating money from. I know you mentioned Spotify. Are you you're selling music on iTunes, right? As well, right? Yeah, I use CD Baby. Are you familiar with them? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. So I use them to put all the albums out there. iTunes, the the most money, uh, even still, the most money every month still comes from MP3 sales on iTunes, believe it or not. Okay. That's number one. And then Spotify streams is just behind there. I'd say, on average, I'm getting like, I don't know, five to 700 a month from MP3 sales on iTunes. And then four to six hundred a month on spotify streams and then you know a mixture of mp3s and streams from amazon and uh rhapsody and deezer you name it I, I don't even know some of these companies when i see you know like i earn seven cents from some weird company i've never heard of you know seven cents well hey that's I'll uh take it. yeah why not <laughs> so do you um have you dabbled in like my I don't know if you've checked out my website, but I have a website all about licensing music in in television and films. Have you 
have you done any licensing in TV or, or movies? Um, very, very little. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, it's a daunting, uh, it's a daunting task that I haven't tried to, um, delve into, but I've, I've just, I got contacted by the producers of one documentary that used a song and then I had a chance to write a song for uh, a little segment of a TV show, but otherwise that's it. Okay. What I'm going to do, um, as, as sort of a gift for being on my podcast is I'm going to send you one of my courses. Uh, free of charge. Cool, thank you. And you can check it out. I've just decided that. And, and by the way, you know, I'm always looking for interesting guests like Matt. If anybody out there is listening, if you think you'd be a good guest on my podcast, um, write me and tell me about yourself. But I think what I'm going to do is every time I have someone come on this podcast, I'm going to give them free stuff as my way of saying thanks. Yeah, nice little uh, um, parting gift. I like it. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, what about uh, performing live? Do you perform live at all? No, uh, almost almost never. Um, I used to do the occasional open mic comedy thing, but uh, yeah. the time time is so precious. I just um, in in the time it takes to pack all your stuff and then get to where you're playing and wait to play and then get home. I could have recorded uh, twenty songs in that time. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. Um, cool. Well, let's let's do this, Matt. Let's. I would like to tell my listeners about you where can people go find out uh, find out about you online is it Motern media yeah that's exactly right uh, like modern media except with a t instead of a d Motern, m-o-t-e-r-n media.com that's uh it gives you everything you need to know about uh the stuff i do with the music i also make movies you can check those out too and twitter at Motern media and my personal phone number is 603-644-0048. I sing it in hundreds, if not thousands, of my songs, which leads to uh, me getting weird calls at all hours of the day and night. Yeah. How frequently do you get calls as a result of, of singing your phone number? Um, at least at least daily lately. Although um, there's this one group of kids in somewhere in Virginia who just keep on calling over and over again. I've had to... Uh, when I see their number pop up, I don't answer. I don't answer anymore. But uh, it, it leads to just funny moments when people call. Oftentimes they hang up or they'll just be quiet, and I'll be like, "Hello," and they're like, um, "Are you a singer?" And I'm like, "Yes, I am a singer." And um, I think it's a good little, uh, just a fun thing to do, you know. But also a good little marketing tool too. I don't, you know, you're. You're less likely to be forgotten by the listener if the listener um, called you immediately after listening to you. Have you thought about singing your address in any of your songs? <laughs> or, or that, that might be taking it a little too far. I, I totally would, but uh, with a wife and, and, and two kids, almost, uh, almost two kids now, um, I, would, I don't think that's a good idea. That's, pr- <laughs> that's probably not a good idea. Don't, don't listen to me. Um, <laughs> Matt, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast today. I think you're uh, you're doing something really interesting. Like I said at the beginning of the podcast, I think I, I think getting attention in the music industry in 2016, I think it's hard, <laughs> and I, I think your approach, if nothing else, is very creative. And I th- I think you have to be creative not only in the music you make, but in your marketing and how you market yourself. And you're, you're certainly doing something kind of fresh and original. So. Uh, Congratulations on what you're up to. Cool, thank you. Yeah, I think um, you know it, it's hard to uh, it's hard because so many of us are just uh, in, our own independent contractors, you know, and yeah. 
it's it's hard enough to make the music um just to make the music and yeah. then to figure out how to make it be heard in this uh huge world it's like anyone can now get their music for sale which is great but now the new step is making it noticed and so the trick i learned is uh writing about weird stuff but eventually that'll it'll get to the point where there's already songs about every weird word so this won't work anymore and then we'll have to think of something else yeah do you are, do you find that people are do you have copycats are people copying like they hear about your idea and then they try to do the same thing i think so i i encourage it frankly it's uh yeah. you know i don't own I don't own the uh, the concept of writing about a specific thing. I think uh, what I have on most of my competition is um, a, a relentlessness that's hard to uh, <laughs> hard to recreate. Just yeah. most people would really get bored uh, doing this, and I'm just uh, I'm in my element. This I I was kind of doing this anyway prior to making money off it. I was spending, you know, long weekends, twelve hours a day making music that I would just no one else would listen to. So now I just have an outlet for it. No, that, that's awesome. So let's do this, Matt. Um, like I said, go check out Matt's website, Motern, modern with a T, media.com. Learn more about Matt on his website. And let's close. What I like to do is close each podcast with a track, you know, from each guest. Do, do, you, do you have a track that comes to mind that we can play to uh, close the podcast? Yeah, let's listen to Plow Guy Hit My Garage by Matt Motern Manly Man. That's uh, another one of my um, my pseudonyms. And the, the story is Matt Motern Manly Man, for those songs, it's a little bit more serious. And I know it's a song about getting having a plow guy hit your garage, so how serious can it be? But it actually delves into some deeper issues about the plight of the... Um, the weekend warrior creative type, um, you know, because it's like I want to record songs and I have to deal with the fact that the plow guy crashed into my garage. Awesome. I can relate to that. Not that exact story, but trying to find time to yeah, make, I know. make art. Like, and, here I am trying to be, I think I'm a creative genius. And meanwhile, the lawn has to be mowed. And it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Why, why won't the world just bestow me with enough money that I can I can keep on making this stuff. Ah, oh, it's it's frustrating. It's frustrating, but it sounds like you are fighting the good fight and uh Matt, uh thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. Uh it's been an honor. Thank you. Have a great day, Matt. You too. The plow guy bumped into my garage. Now I got to find the garage to ask him to pay me or do the repair my instinct is to just ignore it Convince myself before it happened All the damage was already there Oh, oh, I got songs to write Oh, oh, I don't have time to fight With a guy who didn't do what's right When he damaged my property the other night He just drove away, avoiding trouble That's what I get for avoiding my shovel If the storm's really big, he always charges double I hope this guy is on the level shovel in the snow and there's mowing the lawn and the list goes on and on and on i don't care if i'm keeping up with the neighbors i hate it when they offer to do me favors i feel like they're judging all of my behaviors when instead of raking leaves i'm singing downstairs